on Sagittarian Matters, we are talking about aging, vegan pizza trauma, grain-based coffee, molasses cookies, the smell of Trader Joe's, and so much more. With friends to the show, Morgan and Don Riddle. Stay tuned. Hello, and happy holidays from the Sagittarian Matters Social Distancing Studios in Los Angeles, California. Listeners, I am so sorry we have been gone for so long. I'm here to say, I'm here to make an amends. I hope you will accept it and to say I have failed at making a season. I thought if I went away for the fall, I could just, you know, cobble something together. I would keep the momentum going just on my own and then present you with like a million episodes at once. But as a matter of fact, I need, you know, I need to be chased around with a stick. I need the anxiety of a weekly deadline to keep me going. That is what I discovered this fall. I mean, other factors occurred. There was a huge family emergency for which I had to travel. There were 36 students to whom I was accountable. And I'm very sorry to tell you that now, whatever happened to me this fall, I'm now a top contributor in the Tortoise Facebook group that I belong to. Okay, just let that sink in. You haven't seen your friend for a long time. She comes back. You ask how it's been going. She tells you that now, whenever she comments on Facebook, the word top contributor pops up next to her name. Your friend's not doing so good. I'm doing okay. I am here to give you a little bit of tortoise gossip before we move on with the podcast. Don't worry about me, but I am still a top contributor of the Facebook tortoise page to which I'm a member. Okay, I want you to imagine a photograph on Facebook. This is not mine. I'm describing tortoise drama of others. Um, It is a a tortoise enclosure, indoor tortoise enclosure. You have a little tortoise with his brown, smooth shell sitting on top of a rock. He's climbed on top of a rock right at the very top of his cage. And he's looking out through the bars at the top of his cage. And uh, he's high up above the the ground and the ground is covered. And I don't know what, I don't know what this person's using there, but it's, it's not the standard regulation substrate. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Anyway. This tortoise also has a mildly overgrown beak, and this is the result of me being in this page for so long is that I can tell you that. Okay, here's the comment, and this is all true. It says, this is Zond. You might be wondering about his unique name. In 1968, the Russians sent the first probes around the moon carrying life from Earth. The probe Zond carried five or carried two Russian tortoises. In honor of the first tortoises to fly around the moon, my son named him Zond. As you can see, he doesn't like to stay on the ground. That's a beautiful story, and it happens to be true. And what do we, let's go down to the comment section. And uh, the second comment on there says, uh, he's up there because he needs better substrate. Winking face. All right, right out the gate. Right out the gate, somebody is talking about the substrate. The substrate is whatever the dirt stuff is that you put in the bottom of the enclosure. Uh, Anyway, Zahn's uh, dad comes back and, you know, he just wants to let people know that his, he uses CareFresh dust-free small pet bedding and they've been using it for six years. He sees a vet every year and he says this is what they should use and that Zond burrows into it easily. But I just really appreciate that after somebody's like, here's the tortoise, my little tiny son named him after one of the very first living creatures to go to the moon isn't this beautiful? And the person says, you know, he's probably climbed so high in his enclosure because he needs a better substrate. This is my new community. Thank you very much. Okay, in other news, that's it for the tortoise corner. I was about to tell you my complete low, how I completely bottomed out this week in the tortoise group by uh, making a comment that I'm not proud of, not because it was mean, but because it was so dorky that I deserve to be euthanized. But I can't bear to tell you on the podcast. (sighs) I got to tell you another time. I have to segue. I have to do a tight pivot right now and tell you, as you know, 
We are living in a time of war and atrocities happening to the citizens of Palestine and extending into the Levant. And I have to tell you from one friend to another, it's very easy to download the fivecalls.org app um, or just to go to the website and you can make phone calls with a script right in front of you to the representatives. It takes like three minutes. It's not a big deal. And every weekday at noon, Jewish Voices for Peace hosts something called the Power Half Hour for Gaza on Zoom, which includes updates and talks and an opportunity to make your calls and emails in the company of other people. You can find out more about that through their website or Instagram. Listeners, I have a very important addendum for you. I watched the entirety of The Sopranos since the last time we spoke. Maybe you call it The Sopranos. Maybe you're wearing a top hat. I don't know. But I watched all The Sopranos. And I have a lot to say. Maybe we'll do a podcast about it. Maybe we'll do an episode. It was very hard for me to find feminist recaps or feminist um, talk about The Sopranos online as I was watching it. Certainly that must exist because it came out 450 years ago. If you know of a great actual feminist archive take on the show, would love to read it. Um, I would love to know why whatever happened to Vito happened to Vito. Why in that same episode, Tony picked up the phone and asked Carmela if Paris was burning. Would love to know more about that. Would love to talk about the fact that I think Phil Leotardo, if not gay, was on the gay bisexual spectrum. Um, we'd love to talk about Cosette, the dog, R.A.P. There's so much to talk about. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a geyser. I'm bursting. I would love to talk about the Sopranos with somebody. In the meantime, since I stopped that and I have a Soprano shaped hole in my heart, friend to the show, Katie Davidson recommended a television show you may not have heard of. It's called Survivor. And I am watching season 37, including Mike White. Mike White who of course is on The Amazing Race. You can hear my thoughts about that on the show, The Gay Amazing Race, which I co-host with Karen Tonkson every week. Um, Survivor. I haven't watched it since the year 2000 or 2001 when scheming gay Richard Hatch upended the entire show that was mostly just supposed to be about people who were castaways. But then he started fil- building alliances and everyone in America was like, what's an alliance? And uh, I think he won, even though everybody hated him. Okay, Listen, I'm here. It's season 37. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how the game has changed. I don't know, like, what in the world. The producers are just, like, running around the forest like Santa Mouse every night, leaving out different packages, like, wrapped in colored string for the people to find, like, magpies or crows to be like, I got a, I got a clue. I got an advantage. I got to put it in my shorts. I don't understand the idol system completely. I don't understand the advantages, all the different wads of clues that people are putting out. It seems like it has very little to do with being a castaway at this moment and a lot to do with scheming. I know all of you have been watching this now for 35 seasons, so you're like, duh. It's new to me. I also don't appreciate the music. I don't appreciate the like deep, deep cultural appropriation of like the throat singing and the guys being like, wah, 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 as we're seeing like a bunch of dudes named Chad stand in the sun holding a ball over their head for seven hours to try and get a piece of pizza that Jeff Probst is going to give them. Um, and I don't like the challenges. I don't like everyone having to do a puzzle every day, giant wooden block puzzles I feel like whoever the production assistants are who are building those, it's like the exact same people that are doing the enrichment area. Like people that have like worked in like enrichment at the zoo who like have been working on like enrichment puzzles for the great apes and the elephants are the same people who are going and building the puzzles for Survivor. No offense, Survivor. If you're a producer from that show, you want me to be on The Amazing Race, give me a call. I'll do the puzzle. I'll do whatever you want. I'll stand on a balance beam with a watermelon over my head for 16 hours for so I can eat the crust of a non-vegan piece of pizza after being on an island. That's all. Um, we could talk about Survivor later, listeners. I hope you have a warm holiday season, the very best you can, and we will talk to you in the new year. Goodbye. Dawn Riddle is a multidisciplinary artist from Portland, Oregon. She's a brilliant painter, weaver, photographer, musician, playwright, videographer, and unsolicited vegan food review correspondent. You can find her at dawnriddle.com.
One, two, three. Unsolicited vegan food reviews. Food reviews. Completely and totally unsolicited reviews for you. What are they gonna say? Gonna say. We didn't ask for it, but we got a Hey, Sagittarian Matters. Welcome to New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey. We're at a perfect uh, store called World Earth Center. They have a deli, they had a veggie burger, it had so many sprouts and so many carrots, it was really good. But I decided to treat Megan and I to a vegan candy bar called Mishti, which I think is, I was trying to make a joke about Mitski, the singer, but I, I didn't ever figure it out. So uh, here's this one, it's called Dark Nutty Buddy, and it's dark chocolate with almonds and pistachios. It was very expensive, and it's very beautiful. It's can we describe it a little, please? Um, so upon opening it, uh, I noted it's not just that it has nuts in it; they're carefully placed atop it, mm -hmm. partially embedded in the chocolate. Yep. And something about that is very beautiful. Yes. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. We're ready. Mmm. That's good. It's really good. It's like a truffle. Mm -hmm. It's like really kind of soft. Yeah. Um, it's made with coconut sugar. And I'm totally down with regular cane sugar. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to use that, coconut sugar tastes good. And stevia tastes bad. And monk fruit tastes like a punishment. And what did I do to deserve it? Yeah. So. This is. It's great. It's got like a secret raisin vibe. <laughs> do you feel that? <laughs> I'm not mad about it. It's just. it. It's also just. I love a secret raisin. Yeah. I think that pistachios should be in more things. Oh. These are handmade in New Jersey. Oh, hell yeah. Home of chocolate. That's tight. Okay. It's well, good. Check out the new. Mishti album. <laughs> Nutty Buddies. I don't know. I'm sorry. Morgan is a frequent contributor to Sagittarian Matters. She's a former purveyor of Dovetail Bakery and loves dry, crunchy foods more than anyone on earth could possibly understand. Now, please enjoy my talk with very good friend to the show, Morgan. Morgan, welcome back. <gasps> Sagittarian matters. I've missed the matters. It's Sagittarius season. It is happy Sagittarius season. Happy birthday. Thank um, you. I got to see you late. I know we did. We were with animals together. What could be better? And I hear that you brought a bag of snacks to eat at my birthday, but we were so busy chomping on vegan wieners that we didn't even mm -hmm. eat them. Mm-hmm. Goth vegan wieners. I know. We didn't have time. Too busy petting cows eating wieners. Eating wieners from, yeah, like the goth, the Halloween-themed uh, Frankenfurter haunt, stand. Haunt dogs. Haunt dogs at the Gentle Barn, mm, uh, which is a up. wonderful, wonderful place to go. It is. Okay, the first thing I need to tell you <laughs> has something to do with, it's a curse from, Don, it's the curse of Don Riddle. Oh my is, gosh, I didn't know Don Riddle had a curse. Neither did I. Until she stayed at my house, I leave explicit instructions. Do not leave me any food behind. It is not a gift for my sub <laughs> for any subletters, any house sitters. Do not leave food behind. It is not a gift to me. To have I love weird half eaten stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, mm -hmm. you're welcome. But this reminds me also of at the gentle barn. Each animal had a docent. I feel like you need a docent, Nicole. I do, do not leave docent. food. Do not talk to after waking up from nap. Do, <laughs> do how to engage. She, she likes her butt scratched. <laughs> she does. Morgan, when we were at the gentle barn, I learned, I scratched closer to a cow's butthole than I ever have in my life. I witnessed that. But only upon docent recommendation. Yeah. The I docent mean, saying, you could get a little bit, <laughs> bit closer there. I was like, Nicole is playing with fire right now. I don't know what's going on. Well, I've, always, I, I've lived by the... The idea that with a giant hooved creature, you steer clear of the back because they might kick you. Yeah. But at the gentle barn, I started this with 
Lewis, who was across a fence, and they're like, yeah, if he likes the way you're scratching him, he'll move his tail over. And so I was scratching his like hind quarters, and then the closer mm-hmm. I got to the butt hole, <laughs> he moved his tail, and then I saw <laughs> everything. Woo! Anyway, I would, I so, but I, no, nobody tried to kick me. Everybody was like, that's where I want you to scratch. Yeah. I cannot Madonna, reach there. I can't reach there. I've got hooves and legs that don't bend that way. Madonna really wanted her chubby cheeks scratched. It was like the best moment maybe of 2023. I'm not totally sure, but maybe. Her chubby cheeks meaning like her butt fupa area? No, her actual face cheeks. Or face she cheeks. She can't get there either. <laughs> because there was kind of an area. A cow's, a cow's business is all kind of towards the top by the tail. So underneath there, (laughs) learning session begins (laughs) underneath there where our stuff is our undercarriage. They don't have anything on the undercarriage, really. So, you know, all concise. (laughs) Okay. So the the curse of John Riddle who left, Mm -hmm. who left something at my house is this cafe. You, you don't like this instant grain beverage. Well, here's the curse is that I was like, disgusting what is this 100 caffeine free beverage don riddle has left in my cupboard mm. and if i i tell you listeners this is now my second tub of it because i got hooked i was I gonna got, say this is a blessing not a curse i got bit by the caffix bug it <laughs> is a non-caffeine coffee drink made of roasted barley chicory barley malt and figs mm, figs? and figs and so i have been living a pumpkin spice nightmare over here where I just have all the spices lined up. So I get my mug. It is like full of powder. My mug is <laughs> half fix, cinnamon, nutmeg, little clove, maybe a little mm. ginger, uh, cardamom. How about some cayenne? How about oh! some, a little molasses? Then yes. you put your hot water in and then you put some oat milk on top of there. And baby, you got a stew going. I don't know what this category of food is, but you just have it like dialed in a hundred percent. What like the the hot, the hot low calf or no calf bev? Yeah, I mean, you know, Don Riddle is also a huge fan of roast aroma. Have you dabbled? Oh, I dabbled when I quit coffee in my early twenties. Before we talk about Herwan, what do you, what do you have in store for us? What do you want to talk about? What did you bring in your pouch? of snacks to my birthday. Oh my God. My pouch overfloweth. It's really a snack filled bonanza. If we can, if I have capacity to eat all of this, I will. For you today, I have outstanding cheese balls. Flavor, cheddar. I got I1 Organics Protein Sticks with an X. Folks, with an X. Um, There's also some Moku plant-based jerky, Hawaiian teriyaki flavor, which is um, oyster mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's some chewy candies called Sweet Haven, just as plant-based candy. We've got a medley of flavors, blueberry, tart berry. There's some other flavors too, but those are what I've got with me. I also have for you today, gluten-free, battered, plant-based fish fillets from Trader Joe's, tender and flaky and vegan. And if there's time, vegetable bird's nests, but we're going to see because I'm already feeling full and I have just only said these words, not eaten them. There's also for dessert, a peanut butter creme cookie from back to nature, plant-based snacks. I don't know if we're going to have time to eat all these things, but can you tell me about the fish? Oh my gosh. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to slice a little piece so we can hear if it's crispy. So Trader Joe has gone to the fishing hole. Wow. Trader Joe has put, put his little pole into mm-hmm. the and dropped his lure into the fishing hole and came mm-hmm. up with this plant-based fish <laughs> this yellow colored triangular shaped fish or i've never tasted this honestly i've walked by this so many times and been like ew gross and so i figured there's no time like the present <laughs> why not what's Take it made of it's soy and you know i love copy but this box has no copy on it it's really a tragedy it's like jackfruit and some cornstarch we got potatoes chickpeas oh my god too many things for even to read to you but it does say it contains soy so that's the highlights reel okay you're looking at it it looks like a chicken nugget looks like part of a chicken nugget morgan okay they're not lying it's crispy it's kind of like squishy on the inside i don't know if fish is squishy okay there's nothing fish flavored 
Is about there a nori? This. Nori element? No, there's no nori. The stringiness from the jackfruit is maybe like the most adjacent to fish oh. thing I can remember. But, you know, okay, the breading is delightful. Cooked them in the toaster oven. Took 20, 25 minutes. Color is off-putting. Flavor, I don't know. Like jackfruit from a can, you know, but then they didn't do anything to. On a scale of one to five. I'm giving this a five. Also, the serving suggestion. Okay, breading, eight. No, not 8.5. Interior, four. Serve with roasted carrots. I don't know. Bold choice. If I told you this was a chicken nugget, would you believe me? No way. No way, Nicole. No way. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Wait, on a scale of one to five, you're giving the breading an 8.5? Yeah. Whoa. I stand by that. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I'm rocking your world here. Um, would not buy again, but wouldn't judge you if you did. Okay. Are you going to finish that box? Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I have... Texture is weird. I have to just say I hit a weird texture pocket. Sorry. Go ahead. You should be sorry. <laughs> weird, te weird texture. Po Morgan's weird texture pocket. Yeah. That's what we're calling it now. Mm. Um, okay. I have actually a listener question for you. Oh. Nicole, what is up? It's Candace Hansen. Got a vegan food question for you. How can you make celery exciting? I've got a big bunch of it. I just learned I can make it hot. Would love for some vegan recipe suggestions or feedback on celery. Thank you. Bye. Woo -woo! I love celery. I hated it so much. And then I was a total convert. I don't know what happened. Okay. I'm going to start with like some of my favorites and just go from there. It's not hot, but just revisit ants on a log. Just revisit it. You think it sounds gross? Celery, peanut butter, and raisins. It's a delight. It's a snack on the go. It's oh. got everything you need. You've talked about this on the podcast before. I think that it's a <laughs> log council has gotten plenty, plenty of free advertising here. Oh my God. I'm really proselytizing about ants on a log. It's a, it's a total joy. So just give it a try. If you haven't in a while, I think you might be delighted. Um, make a celery salad. Okay. So I won't do salads. Nicole just made a face at me. I love a salad. It's great. You celery think it's like salad. not good? Yeah. I don't like, like celery. So that's, this is my, my position, my position is a little bit anti. Wait a minute. You just blanket statement. You don't like celery. I mean, it's, if it's somewhere we'll talk, but I just like, <gasps> what's the point of eating a food that burns calories to eat it? What's the, what's the point? What am I here? What's happening? I think that really like scarred us all and made us either like, you know, for those who like really tried to get in on that, like at a different yeah. state in our developmental life, you know, and then the backlash has kind of given celery a bad name. I think it's gross and juice. I stand by that. Oh, I like I'm it not, in juice. Go to, just go to <laughs> hell, Nicole. <laughs> I don't mind it in a juice. It feels detoxifying. See? Hey, but it tastes gross. But like, I would never eat a celery. I would never choose a celery salad. If you served it to me, I would eat it because you gave it to me. But I would never be like, hmm, what am I going to spend money on? Celery salad. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Like, just like chopped up with some like, you know, shredded beets or whatever. Crunchy is a joy. And I like, I think it's so refreshing. And it is kind of weirdly salty. Once you like taste it and you're like, this is kind of salty or savory. Then it kind of like opens up some options. And so you can add it into like, you know, a little whatever you're doing. Fried rice, soup. Oh, my God. It's great everywhere. You could probably, I think I've roasted it. Mwah. And mwah. It's great. <laughs> roasted <laughs> celery and carrots. Okay. Mm. What's a, what? So, okay. So this person has a lot of celery. What's your go-to right now to get a lot of that taken care of? Oh, I mean, I'd eat it in absolutely everything. I say make a make a soup, make a salad, and roast some. Like, those are my three top top suggestions. What kind of soup? You know, like, you don't need to go too wild. Just make, like, a minestrone or a vegetable soup. Or you could probably even do, like, like a potato and celery soup that's, like, a puree. I'm riffing here. I'm riffing. That sounds so sad to me. That sounds like end of the world food is that we are all I'm like 
around a crock of potato and celery soup. (laughs) I think it sounds so good. Puree it. It's silky smooth. All right. Just try. Tell me how it goes. Make it. I've never made it. Ants on a log is the one that I am most likely to go towards. Because you like a PB&J on a collard and it's really just like a close cousin. Or peanut butter wrapped in cabbage is something I grew up eating that I didn't realize was weird. You grew up eating this? Yeah. My mom would be like, here you go. It would be like cabbage, ro- cabbage roll with peanut butter in it. I had no idea. This that's actually is like really timely <laughs> in this way. Okay. These back to, that's who I am. <laughs> that's your identity. Back to nature, plant-based snacks, peanut butter, creme cookies. I was eating one the other day and I was like, peanut butter is so good. And then I was remembering a time in our vegan lives when, do you remember when like peanut sauce, like if you wanted to order it on the side or whatever, it was like extra and it was like, oh my God, peanut butter is so luxurious. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think, I still think peanut butter is luxurious. Peanuts are luxury. Peanuts are luxury. Um, I like to add Maldon to my peanut butter because even if you get salted peanut butter, it's not salty enough. This is the lasting wisdom of Kaya Wilson, which is like, you know, I would be like, oh, no, I got almond butter, but I got the unsalted kind. Or during COVID, the grocery delivery came and it's unsalted. I'm going to die. And she was <laughs> like, look, and then just imagine somebody pouring like, you know, three cups of salt in it and just stirring it, just using a lot of muscle to stir it. And then all of a sudden you have something edible again. Crispy salt flakes in your mm-hmm. formerly sad almond butter. <clears throat> now, I'm a real double dipper. With almond butter, mm. eating it with a spoon in my own home, alone, mm. alone. Mm-hmm. So I put it in the, fr- I keep it in the fridge. Will you taste the other hot thing that you created from Trader Joe's? Oh yeah, you want to you want to get it on this bird's nest with me? Yeah. Okay, this is like way cuter. It's got some swirls of vegetables. You can see a zucchini. You can see a carrot. It's great, crispy. I know exactly Still- what this tastes like in my mind. Really? Tell me. Yeah. You describe it to me, and I'll tell you if you're right. This is a classic Trader Joe's does Asian food in the frozen section. This is mm-hmm. shredded non-organic mm-hmm. vegetables mm-hmm. formed mm-hmm. formed in a mass with like some kind of corn starchy mm-hmm. something on the outside and tastes oily on the inside. It comes sure with an does. incredible dip. I miss the dip. There's an incredible dipping sauce that comes with it. That is actually mm. the highlight of the meal. But it, this is just kind of like your standard Trader Joe's shredded root vegetable feeling with cornstarch and oil <clears throat> nailed it it's like latka adjacent mm-hmm. latka's mm-hmm. friend yeah we're like you could probably serve these at hanukkah and people would just be just happy with it need salt where's my flaky salt where's your sauce i know i didn't i i skipped the sauce what a what a mistake maybe that's where the salt is yeah i would get these they are a trader joe's they taste like trader joe's yeah Whatever that Trader Joe's flavor is, they've got it. Yeah. It's like whatever the grapeseed oil or whatever oil they use in those products at all, mm-hmm. it like tastes the same across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would buy in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Thumbs Maybe up, thumbs a... down. Thumbs up. Yeah, I'm a thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the description, Nicole. You really helped. <laughs> Was that the sure. correct description? Oh, nailed it. A hundred percent. Like you can smell the taste of this thing when you're cruising through the aisle, like the frozen aisle at Trader Joe's. I just feel like it just, it's in the air. You know, like co-op smell? Yeah. Yeah. There's like Trader Joe's smell. Oh yeah. Um, I need you to know that uh, I have aged to the, we've been tracking our aging progress as the podcast has gone on. Now that we're coming upon almost 10 years of the podcast in in, in a a couple years, Um, but (laughs) I have hit the point where I do not have patience. I have thought the thought young people just don't have manners anymore. Oh yeah. Young people, kids nowadays don't have any manners. (laughs) So the thing, like the kind of like positioning myself against young people is one aging marker but the other thing is like lumping them into a group and saying they don't have manners feels very jerry to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i say this as somebody i was at a state cell today looking through the rack a small rack a girl comes up on the other side of the rack and starts doing things where she's pushing the rack open to look at things so then she's pushing me 
as I'm just like looking through the rack and I was like, I'm clutching my pearls right now, Nicole. At some point she got too close. And I said, ah, she got too close. <laughs> you're you're one step away from snucking that hand out of the way. Listen, kid. Morgan, I just like, she literally started almost doing it to like a thing I was touching. I was like, ah, uh-uh. like, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not mandatory valet parking in Erewhon. Excuse me. Um, I had not that that thought, but I was like, I am cruising right into my late forties, solid and proud. And this was what spurred that thought. Also, at my tra- trip to Trader Joe's, um, got some tart dried cherries, which I've probably raved about on this exact podcast before. And I was like, you know, I got some dates in LA that are incredible. I got these beautiful tart cherries, and I was like. The wonders of dried fruit. What a joy to just bounce from one dried fruit to the next. (laughs) Dessert. It's perfect. And I was like, yeah, that feels right. That feels right. And that is your age? Yep. That's my age right there. Dried fruit is my age. Here's my, like last year, my age was bird watching. And now my age is kids today. Kids these days. (laughs) (laughs) Now my age is, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, you remember when I worked at the Senior Citizen Center, there was a lady who would always say, Homie, don't play that, which oh. I loved. Leola would always say, Homie, don't play that. And she she, <laughs> she would meant it. she would hit someone with her purse. Oh. Um, uh, I wanted to tell you today I got something else overpriced in Los Angeles, California from Alfred Coffee. I got something that's called a boost protein thing. It was this big, about 20 ounces. Mm. I'll let let you guess the price. It has Mm. protein, a shot of matcha, oat milk, some of those like blue spirulina kind of things, uh, and then sweetener, oat milk, too. $10 to $12. $13. $13. $13. Oh my gosh. Are we doing, what's that, you know, not the price is right, but what's the other one? Spin the wheel. What's that smell? Um, (laughs) What's that (laughs) Classic game show anyway, this, this is uh, Wait, the thing about the off. Yeah, it was only fine. It was fine. It was what it was. I wasn't like, yeah, I think that they a lot of their stuff has essence of monk fruit. And that is a bummer to me. Sweeteners these days. That's my yeah. other rant. Sweeteners <laughs> these days. Yeah. All right, Mario, what else do you got? Oh my gosh, what don't I have? Let's try these outstanding cheese balls. They boast that they have 20 vitamins and minerals in them and five grams of protein per serving flavor. Cheddar. They do list all these vitamins and minerals, but like just kind of like don't all foods have some vitamins and minerals in them? It's just yes, like, did you test? Yes, that it. Okay, they look like cheese balls, like the kind you would get in a big plastic tub. Mm. And they're crunchy. Can we hear it? Wow. Okay. No, they also have like a weird drying effect. I would do. You, okay. Rewind your mind to a time when Daya was invented. Okay. And we were like, wow, vegan cheese flavor. <laughs> they taste like whatever that cheese flavor is from like 15, 20 years ago or whatever. Like, I feel like cheese flavor could really like vegan cheese flavor could really like um, stand an update. Like they're due uh-huh. for an update. You know, there's got to be something yeah. we can put in there to make it. So they're kind of like weirdly sweet and whatever that cheese flavor is, is on here. And they Wait. are. Yeah. Is it like the flavor of Tings? No, I love Tings and I miss them and I've really tried to find them a lot. They don't exist. <laughs> what happened to Tings? Them? I know. Bring back Tings. They're so good. They don't exist. All right. Tings used to be like the ultimate date food. You're taking, you're going to the bluffs with somebody. I'll bring they the find out you're vegan. You share some tings. I love tings. They looked like a Cheeto, but like not as good. They tasted, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tasted like something else. I love them. These are basically like that kind of packing peanut material. Like if you put a packing peanut, one of those compostable ones in a toaster and then sprinkled it with Zaya powder. <laughs> I think that's what I would say these are you are what you eat nicole be outstanding i also still just i would just want to say if anyone wants to give me a job writing product copy i love reading copy off of packages 
so much. This one's not that good. So I'm not going to waste your time, but you know, these cheese balls are nothing short of everything. Eat outstanding, feel outstanding and be outstanding. Just so you know, like 90% of those words were capitalized. Eat outstanding capitalized. Uh, you know, would not buy again. Wouldn't buy again. Whoa. I don't feel outstanding. That's a Would you down. say mediocre? Highly mediocre. Highly mediocre. I have an I answer to you. Yeah. Lagusta, well, we've, <gasps> we've tried her macaroni and cheese and what? loved it. But if you are frightened by the $14 price point for the box of macaroni and cheese, why don't you go ahead and spend that same amount of money on a jar of cheese powder, which you can put on whatever you want. It looks so beautiful. I want it, this. This is a beautiful little jar of Lagusta's cheese powder, which includes cashews, onion, olive oil, grapes. Nutritionally, it's red miso with koji mm. spores, tamari, lemon juice, mustard, spices, chickpea, salt. Like it's just, it's so uh. good. It has such a depth of flavor. You can make it at home. You have to, of course, get your oatly and your Miyoko's butter you know, whatever your butter, or you can use olive oil, which I've used, and it's still really, really good. You can put mm. on macaroni, you could put it on cauliflower, you could put it on broccoli, go nuts. This is the freeze-dried cashew cheese sauce of your dreams. Add I endless, can't believe it. Add endless flavor and creaminess to all your meals. I I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. I can't believe it. I'm going to get some packing peanuts, put them in the toaster, sprinkle that on there, and I'm good to go. That's incredible. I literally asked, and then I, I shall received. You had it right there, too. Yeah. Okay, my, consider my order placed. Um, next up, I've got I1 Organics Protein Sticks with an X flavor, spicy, sweet peppers. They boast plant protein, they're non-GMO, they're perfectly baked, and they do have a bold flavor. They also have um, winning on nutrition. I'm winning on nutrition, so sorry that you're not, but I am. I don't. I, I don't know about that. I don't. I think if you were winning in nutrition, that bag that bag would not be full of protein sticks. It would be full of like broccoli. Yeah, and like, like maybe Logusta's beautiful cheese powder. Yeah. Morgan's eating what looks like a veggie straw, a tube, like a like those gross like vegetable sticks that are like freeze dried. You know. Shocker! These ones are better. You won. I think they kind of won. They're like ugly. They're not pleasant to behold with the eye, but um, they're like denser and crunchier. They're like somewhere between a Cheeto and a cheese puff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they're kind of dense. They give you like a good crunch factor, which I love. I love a solid crunch. And then they have a little bit of spice. And then there's enough powder, whatever their flavoring powder is, to make it taste like the thing so you don't taste like the weird matrix upon which it has been sprinkled mm. um so <laughs> like they taste less like a packing peanut than those cheddars hey they're good they're would, okay. you buy, would you buy this again yeah i'd buy this i love crunching we're getting some good crunch there it's solid mm -hmm. can we Looks see the great. package again i won spelled mm -hmm. i w o n how much protein I don't even know. Um, seven G's of P. And then this dad, this, yeah, you must eat the whole bag though. Oh um, this dad is posing with his smiling children. I think people should, I don't know, pose with your cat. I'd rather want to see a good cat pick on this bag. I would much rather have someone be like, please support my family business. And it's you and your two cats. <laughs> well, you're in luck. I'm starting a, Cheese powder business. Just kidding. Like Augusta. That. Then being She's like, here's my newborn baby. Um, <laughs> it's still wet. The, the newborn baby's still wet. <laughs> I was texting you while I was making your classic molasses cookies. I just put the recipe. The recipe is on our Sagittarius Matters Instagram page. So you can go find it yourself. People always bulk. They're always like, what? 12 or however many tablespoons of molasses you're asking for, like 16 tablespoons. People are like, 16 tablespoons of molasses. Have you lost your mind? Yeah. And I haven't. You got to do the it. recipe. Do it or don't. It's the only liquid in there, really, if I remember correctly. It is the only liquid. In, I'm like, you, 
if you don't want to use this recipe, you can make it up on your own. But this is how much molasses is in this this recipe. You can't argue with the recipe. It's like Nicole is smacking your hand off. We just had have people been like, people were just appalled that you asked for so much molasses in a molasses cookie. That delights me. Uh, my work here is done. Mm, delighted. I love molasses. Don't even get me preaching about molasses. It's so good. It's the taste of brown sugar. Mm. Who doesn't love that? It's so deep. I have it. I feel like it has iron in it. It does. I have it every day, whether I have it in my <gasps> vegan gruel or um, <laughs> in my Cafix. The Cafix and molasses. Wow. Cafix and molasses is a good, a good thing. But anyway, I made these while I was talking to you and somehow my oven went rogue and um, they got kind of burnt. So now they're like on the burned end of a ginger snap. Still good. They're fine. One year I made, these are very dark brown listeners. Let's cause see. They're Cause they're molasses. They sure are. They look like chocolate color. And one year uh, I got cookie cutters and I made, and I sent them to my family and they were like, what are these dog biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, they're really good. I love that you're still making this recipe. You're holding it strong. Hold on, strong. I looked at the Sagittarius Matters Instagram page and I did the recipe from there. Oh my God. Are they chewy or crispy? Oh, they're like so dry. So crunchy. They're they're so dry and crunchy. Oh, I also made them gluten free. And um, (laughs) I halved halved the recipe on my own (laughs) and I made them gluten free and then I burned them. So. So what you're telling me is they're silky smooth, soft and tender. But I still can't stop eating them. Uh, so really, truly honored, truly honored. All right, Morgan, we got two more things from you. I know. I got to get into this moku plant-based jerky, Hawaiian teriyaki flavored featuring pineapple and coconut on the <clears throat> front packaging. The color of the packaging is very appealing. Mm. I was like comparing all the packaging and there's all this like matte finish brightly colored stuff and i'm just like attracted to it like you know just a a little treasure i could not resist and this is made of just first ingredient is king oyster mushrooms and then you know oil coconut aminos da 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 you know all the stuff juice maple syrup chickpea miso salt yeast pineapple powder so you know jerkies can get real real dog treat or real human treat and so let's taste this one and see how it is Mm, it's chewy. It's pretty thin, but it's still chewy. Oh, I think this is great. Mm, this tastes like food to eat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Review food to eat. This tastes like food to eat. Maybe put that. All right. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for someone to write the copy for your package, come to Morgan. Food to eat. <laughs> it has protein too. Mushrooms have protein. It's got six G's of protein her full package but i mean i think this is a total joy the flavor is good you can taste the pineapple and it tastes like actual pineapple um it was developed with a renowned chef who transformed the mighty mushroom into a flavorful mindful snack um i don't know they'll never say they'll never say they want to be part of our journey towards a better life and a better planet this bag is just the beginning um yeah i would definitely buy this again i think it's delicious made in la your hometown oh my god my hometown (laughs) morgan can you tell me something is it sweet there's a hint of sweet in this flavor but it's not like sugary sweet okay didn't overdo it good balance there's another kind of mushroom jerky which i've tried and i never want to buy again because there was a sweet aftertaste that did not pair with the mushrooms in my opinion is it pans i don't the other major mushroom jerky brand it might be that one. There, there's this like really thick, and it sort of feels like you're biting into a human ear. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're like, oh, lobe. Yep, top part. <laughs> I got a piercing there when I was 22. Yep, for sure. This one's like sliced thin enough that it actually sort of feels like jerky and not like ear. Um, <laughs> I recommend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. So my, I have a classic that I just dragged from the cupboard <clears throat> to here because I want people to know, you know, we try a lot of weird stuff that you find at Grocery Outlet and other places. But like, what do you just buy on purpose? And what mm-hmm. do you spend money on? And I treated myself this 
Nicole's birthday, I treated myself to a box of salted Galapagos turtles from Augusta's. These are a longtime favorite. If you've never tried them, if you're looking, you're like, what do I get there? Oh, they're so expensive. Just do it. You're not going to be sorry. You'll never regret it. You'll never miss that money. The most delicious chocolate you've probably ever eaten. This is salted caramel and chocolate and toasted pecans. There Mm. is like a thick, beautiful salt on the outside. It's Mm. roughly in the shape of a turtle. I kind of feel like Hermes and I need to co-brand with them and make some tortoises. Great idea. What about a salted Russian tortoise? What about (laughs) your your community, your friendly community is going to get up in arms about that. People eating chocolate tortoise. If you've... Yeah, well, we can talk about my community. <laughs> uh, for better, for worse, trigger warning, I am now a top contributor on my <laughs> tortoise Facebook group. When I comment, it'll say, Nicole George is top contributor. <laughs> is that a cry for help? Maybe. You want to know, listeners, you want to know what's been happening for me the past six months while we haven't done the podcast? I'm a top contributor of the tortoise Facebook page. Contributing to the community anyway these salted galapagos turtles are so good it's like a beautiful it's a beautiful dark chocolate covering just like perfect caramel it's not crystallized you know Mm. it's like a smooth smooth coconut milk caramel i think and then giant pecans and a nice flaky salt on top it's a Mm. perfect i've been eating one every day and i feel like i need to slow down because i know once i get to the end of the box i'm gonna feel bereft (laughs) <laughs> bereft out to see Augusta's kind of like really a skillful crafter of flavors and textures and combinate oh yeah i love it bite. thank you nicole look at those little dangly stretchy strings <clears throat> perfect caramel pole mm. chewing too much can't talk it's like the caramel version of when you see someone eat a piece of cheese pizza and the cheese is going from their mouth to the pizza mm-hmm. and then so you're yeah and then you're vegan and so the broccoli is like tumbling off your dry pizza (laughs) or you're like slimy oily (laughs) sticky cheese glue is like already stuck to your teeth and you're like scratching (laughs) your fingernail like yeah no problem there was a time Um, like 10 years ago i got pizza from sizzle pie on the way to the movies maybe to see a um lord of the rings movie at midnight uh, around Christmas time, and it was like a vegan pepperoni pizza with diet cheese. And it was so super hot, and I d- I had that cheese effect, and I felt human. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dangerous though when it's that hot because oh, yeah. it like adheres. So you're like the roof of your mouth. You are playing with fire. You are really toes are on the edge. Yeah, you're done. The roof of yeah. your mouth is done. I mean, there's no way to remove it. It's just like physics prohibit the cheese from, you know, separating itself from your tender tender. Captain Crunch to just to exfoliate that off. (laughs) Just bleeding from the mouth upon entering the movie theater. No, I felt I felt so human. I was like, oh, my God, I get to eat like normal pizza, like a normal person. I don't have to eat like a calzone. I don't have to eat like Rocco's, this place in Portland, R.A.P. Just had a vegan pizza that was like every vegetable on top of a slice of sauce pizza and then literally broccoli would be tumbling off the mushrooms would be weeping <laughs> into the crust and you would be like i'm eating pizza just like you guys look how <laughs> fun it is we're hanging out we're hanging out i'm like a teenage mutant ninja turtle too huh and there's just like an entire squash on it <laughs> raw <laughs> oh because they didn't the, the vegetables were not like seasoned they were just thrown on top and then <laughs> you know god's will every place a vegetable touches on the crust is like completely uncooked <laughs> underneath it yeah. you're like "Ooh, i hit a pocket, pocket i have dough. a long complicated relationship with pizza you know mm-hmm. oh i know i do know nicole. <laughs> i do know nicole <laughs> i want to taste a candy now too so i'm gonna eat a sweet haven Okay. I'm eating tartberry. Go ahead. And so what is sweet haven? Yeah. I don't know. I just found them and they were like candy sale. And I was like, plant-based. Yeah, I'll take it. Why not? I like candy. Okay. <laughs> These I've eaten a lot of them. So you might already know what my review is going to be. 
But if you imagine that you had a chiclet and then the candy coating was off of it, that's what your first bite is going to feel like with this. You're like, wow, it's kind of like hard and square. And it's like, but then it gets soft and it moves more adjacent on the spectrum to a starburst. Uh-huh. But it's kind of like a dry starburst developed a crusty exterior. And then, I mean, they taste a little like plastic, but that's fine with me. All right. So Morgan, what if you'd ever like starburst in the first place? Oh, I'm sorry. Then <clears throat> Sweet Haven is not for you. I mean, if you like a Skittle, they're the same. Let's be real. Oh. Mm. Right. But they're fruity and they're chewy and they're really tangy. And I think they're good. I love a chewy experience. Also, it's a texture that like you don't get everywhere. And this is the thing I've never had vegan. Oh. I don't know if Starburst are vegan or not. but they're not, I think they're not. Well, yeah, it's an experience that is like, you know, we've eaten a lot of stuff over the years where we're like, okay, had that before. I've had a puff. I've had a crunch. I've had a bad pizza. But I'm like, this is a thing I've never had. And so that in itself is like, you know, perking my brain up. Well, I like I that. Can well, you tell know. me anything about the package and the copy on the package or what's in this? No. I couldn't tell you. I threw it away. Okay. Because guess what? We'll never know. All, except for these two bites. <laughs> we'll never, ever know. Listeners, if you have vegan pizza trauma or a vegan pizza story of your, please call the Sagittarius Matters hotline 971-361-9998. We want to hear it. We want to hear from you. I want to know. Were you the only vegan having to eat a piece of garlic bread that was just two pieces of garlic on a piece of bread? I don't know. what. <laughs> Are you a cheese? Are you a no cheese? What's your cheese, Pref? Have you had the experience of having to like do such a deep dive on the Pizza Hut crust and whether it was vegan in the <laughs> 90s? And then you're getting like double sauce to try to make up for no cheese. Double like, sauce. Were you subjected to too many vegetables on the pizza? Did you like that? Do you carry any bad, like trauma-based pizza habits forward in your life where you still get like zucchini on a pizza just because you feel like that's all you deserve? (laughs) You deserve better. You deserve better. What are you looking for in a vegan pizza and why? I will tell you, Morgan, hot tongue pizza, which I have advocated for in the podcast. Mm. And I love, it's the best vegan pizza in Los Angeles. Quote me on that. Okay. It's one of the top vegan pizzas in Los Angeles. I've had another one that was pretty good. Um, They started serving, for reasons unknown to me, they started serving dairy pizza. (gasps) And Instagram went crazy. It Mm, went wild. People on Instagram, people were commenting like, I hope your business fails. I look forward to the like the demise of your business. And I was like, all right, all right. (laughs) Stalker people on social media are unkind to each other. What? (laughs) <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to think today about drawing a comic of somebody because I was thinking about the thinking about this is not speaking of faith with Krista Tibbet, but I was thinking about like the the cynicism of people online and how that doesn't actually translate to the real world. And I, but I was like imagining the person I was imagining drawing a caricature of somebody and I was like, they have the double chin of looking down and it's not because it's not like a a weight thing, but it's like the thing where you get like phone neck where your head is like completely inverted because you're staring at your phone all day. Mm-hmm. And it's just you and your pajamas looking a mess with your head just like in a weird angle, just staring at your phone and just be like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like Beavis and Butthead <laughs> looking at me. Uplit, like lighting, lighting up like whatever acne, whatever, you know, if I ever have a beard, just so you know, it's because I don't have good vision. It's not because I'm doing a thing. Yeah. And, Every rash, every nostril, every, I mean, just on max, on maximum. Mm -hmm. But like that person, just like your brain just smoothing out as you look at memes all day, but then also (laughs) really smoothing, just really intense (laughs) politics, just very intense, like more trauma than your brain has handled to see. And then you're like, like you're getting mad at people, but you're also not doing anything. You're getting Mm -hmm. more and more mad at other people. Do they see what I see? And I just. I was just like, I don't know. That's all. Yeah. I want to see like a split screen of like people interacting on the day to day. And then like (laughs) 
the other the other split screen is showing what they would do on social media you know like oh yeah totally well thanks i'll see you later and then it's just eviscerating you bitch (laughs) i saw you i saw you not recycling i saw you not not rinse out that peanut butter container and you threw it directly in the garbage nicole i'm calling you in i hope you scorched to death (laughs) (laughs) i uh, it is true it is very true it's true so uh i guess what i'm saying listeners is be kind rewind be kind rewind (laughs) Mm -hmm. i thought you were saying that i thought you were saying that all right morgan um do you have any final things you want to say to listeners or foods that you will definitely be uh treating yourself with this holiday season oh my gosh you know honestly i'm chewing on a sweet haven right now mouth is watering no just really calling facts call facts email your senators your congress people everyone the president joe biden wants to hear from you i just know it i just know it it is fun being his pen pal i have to tell you (laughs) (laughs) i'm afraid to post it anymore because i think i'll get on a list like i'm afraid how many times (laughs) to email him that i will like be on a list that i don't want to be on Mm-hmm. but it is fun to be like wait a minute wait a minute you just said this in our email correspondence and then you just did this at the un <laughs> joe what's going on joe what's up joe you just said in your email that you're going to do everything possible to de-escalate the situation and yes everything everything mm-hmm. the standing in the way of a ceasefire account is everything everything joe oh. Biden. just wondering just wondering sincerely mm. yours nicole j george's dr nicole george's <laughs> I just feel like it adds more credence. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe do an Esquire. Why not? Sure. Nicole George is the third. Esquire. Uh, Morgan, this holiday season, I will be going to Fermenter when I'm in Portland, Oregon. Mm. It is my favorite place to eat there. It is at the top of my list. And I will be making macaroni and cheese sauce with this cheese Mm. powder from Lagusta's. And... Mm. um, I'm going to try to crunch my way through this bag of gingery cookies. Nice. Wait, I have one thing to implore you if you're going to go to Portland. What? There's a new vegan bakery. What? It's true. Dove Trail? It's called Dove Trail. It's called Love Trail. Ew, no, it's not going to happen. It's called Orange and Blossom, and their pastry looks beautiful. And it's right next door to Mis It's literally mm-hmm. like in the same building. Mm. please please if i have one wish for this holiday it's that you'll eat some treats and tell me all about them do you have any recommendations i have no idea because they just opened okay you know who loves them is a friend to the show Bo lamont of magic hour astrology and candles great i can't wait i hope you both together (laughs) taste some scrumptious pastries morgan thank you for joining us i'm sorry it's been so long I've missed you, Nicole. I've missed you. I've missed you too. Uh, (laughs) So happy to hear what you've been crunching on. And uh, listeners, please let us know about your vegan pizza problems. I also want to know if anyone's eaten a wonder egg. Oh my God. What is that? It's some kind of new vegan hard boiled egg that you can buy in the refrigerated egg section. Whoever asked for that does not represent our community. It was not part of your letter writing campaign? No. <laughs> no. I don't think that vegan technology was ever meant to go in that direction. Mozzarella oh, stick, that's fine. We've capped out. We're done. <laughs> uh, we don't need vegan hard-boiled egg technology. Hard-boiled oh. egg technology, yeah. Hey, Mark, can I do a quick, I don't think so, honey? Oh, please. I'm gonna time. Will you time me? Yeah. One minute. Okay, I don't have a timer, so. Okay, look at your computer. <laughs> <laughs> hold that thought <laughs> and <clears throat> are you are you prepared yeah okay let me see all right and um stopwatch has begun and go i don't think so vegan honey what is that just egg being the vegan option at any brunch spot instead of tofu 
just egg pushing tofu out of the way. Listen, whoever was lusting after the sulfury taste of an egg after going vegan in such a way that you needed technology to replicate it entirely? I don't think so, honey. I want tofu. I want at least the tofu option. I'm not here to live a life where I'm constantly trying to trick your carnivore dad into eating <laughs> vegan food by mistake. We're past that. We don't need to do that. We don't need to center people who need to get tricked into being vegan. Mm. How about you just work harder on your tofu scramble? It's fine. How about he just gets something else? Just gets just egg. You're grossing me out. I feel so weird when I when there's like, oh, it's tons of vegan options and it's just just egg. I don't think so, honey. That's my time. Mm. Well done, Nicole. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.